0: Okay, guys, welcome to the very first actual interactive live show for Barrels & Business from the Barrels & Business van up on Burley Hill. So, as always, my job here is to try and bring you an entertaining hour or so, depending on the barrels out there, of entertainment about the best surf spots in the world most importantly, tangible tips on how to build your business. So I met this little frother a couple of hours ago, Yeah, Corey. So Corey was walking past. I was setting up to do the wetsuit CEO uh, calls this morning with my coaching program. And some of the guys I met for the surf meetup said, yo, you need to do the podcast with, with Corey. Like he's got this epic story. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I've had a cancellation today. Let's do it. And you were like all in.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: So, tell us. We what I would really like to talk about first is you were just telling me a few minutes ago about the uh, the best barrels you've had at Burley.
1: Yeah. So it happened uh, cycling Gita. Uh, we had like uh, had me and my brother. Uh, well, my brother and I, uh, another friend Diego, and then we had some other local Burley frothers that were here, hoping on a hoping on a decent swell. And uh, when we woke up, we not only had the decent swell, but we had like perfect offshore winds and like pretty much no one out and no jet skis out. So it was just like, it's just one of those days where, you know, one in a million, like I've probably served six cyclone swells and that was the first one in four years that really like had picture perfect waves. And, you know, it was like 10 to 12 foot on the big sets, which um, normally it maxed out at about eight. But because the wind and everything was perfect, it was just it was just one of those one of those times I got to share with only a handful of guys out in the water when generally Burley points, you know, a hundred guys out. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, while everyone's down at Snapper and enjoying Snapper, you know, six foot, we've got Burley, you know, pumping on um, no one out. So it was just one of those days where, you know, in like You know, you wake up in the morning and you just hope for the best surf. And that's where your froth comes from. That's where, and that's what I started Little Froth is all about like getting the best ways, having fun, enjoying it, and also learning some techniques.
0: You were just teaching me a minute ago because I, like, as the guys know that have been watching the podcast a little bit, I've just got back into my surfing uh, last few years, like, but I had 17 years out of the water and I was a longboarder when I was a kid. So always on eight foot six and. Like, that was my comfort zone. Didn't think ever that I would be on a shortboard. I thought that was not a skill set available to me. Yeah. I look at it, I'm like, fucking, those guys rock, but I need this giant plank. Like, that's, I'd never get there. And surprisingly enough, just just over a year ago, I got on a six-foot Luke Souter uh, because trying to ride a mini-mail at Karamis is fucking
1: stupid. <laughs> on a high tie you you'd be uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it.
0: But trying to paddle out at car parks on a six six or like or oh, even playgrounds not so bad in Lumbongan, but yeah. even Bingen like you just it's not not a great idea. Well,
1: I mean Bingen, I've definitely had my worst, probably my worst ever reef cut was at Bingen.
0: Oh really? Yeah,
1: probably like I landed on the reef, belly flopped straight on the reef. It was dark. It was like I don't know two foot. When it came in, it just like it was. It looked like it looked good, and because it was dark, all the boy, other boys had just gone in, and I'm just like, oh, I'll just get this one. Stood up, and then before I knew it, the reef was dry. I was down at Greedy's, and I went to try and ju- um, jump back, but I slipped, and the way the wave took me forward, and I belly flopped, and I got ripped the whole way up the reef on my belly at greedy so yeah there's definitely some stories there as well yeah but I
0: uh I I managed to completely cook it at playgrounds on a again (laughs) on a board that wasn't meant for that and a skill set that definitely wasn't meant for low tide uh uh there and I managed to go over the falls because I was trying to get out of the way of a local Could see a local getting ready to take off yeah and I was like fuck don't get in his way. So, tried to paddle in towards the white water, couldn't duck dive it because I was on too big a board. Thought I'd made it, got sucked. My friend said it's fucking hilarious. Full somersault and landed completely on a point in my butt crack, right? So, <laughs> a reef in my ass, cracked my cock seats. Even better, coral and pieces stuck Ooh. in there. Had to get, I was doing a business course at the time. Actually, funny enough, I teach the business course in Bali now, the same oh, wow. way I was on. And they had to – I had to get a a random that I'd only just met to pull coral out of my ass (laughs) with tweezers and tip them peroxide in. Had to do the rest of the course standing up because I couldn't sit, like, crack coccyx. I had to sleep. I'm like trying to – this is how I had to to try and sleep for a week. And then I had to fly to Barcelona 17 hours trying to sit down with a fucking broken ass. (laughs) So the reason why I bring this story up is me – previously riding two bigger boards for the conditions mm. that I was in or trying to paddle out in and you were just telling me that cyclone surf though most people would be taking out a bigger board
1: yeah that's what right. were you on? 5'7", uh, 5'0",
0: yeah right and what so what I was loving you were telling me hey yes we know it's easier to paddle on on a bigger board mm. I know it's easier to duck over a smaller board but just walk us through like because this is what you teach kids and you're teaching
1: Yeah. people, so I don't have not really got the chance to really um, teach people much in big waves, I've, I teach breath hold and I teach like the understanding behind staying calm under the water with the groms, yeah. Um, with the adults um, at the moment, I haven't really gone with them. With, a, I'm with the I'm only the size of a yet. grom though,
0: so <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: we're all groms at heart, really. <laughs> I'm <laughs>
0: never growing up. I yeah.
1: Once once you get old, if you're still not a grom, you're not having you're not yeah. having a good life, so, really.
0: Wrong. It's just wrong.
1: So always I stay grom. For for me, it was like for me. I, I mean. The, the analogy behind having a small board in big waves was really just understanding that I could make it out. Yeah. Um it it really it really sucks when the rip starts kicking in and you're on a small board. Like you 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 you're constantly paddling. <laughs> when you're stuck
0: in the sweep at the <laughs> top of a snapper paddling. and you're heading Faster towards Kira, yeah, it's yeah. not always
1: good. Like, I mean, having good technique paddling through the water helps, yeah, but um, <laughs> definitely helps. Like, and having good te- technique paddling, having good technique, um, like an understanding on how to get yourself into the waves that's that's one of the biggest ones. Um, having the right equipment's the next thing, so. I mean, I wouldn't say a 5'7 and 10 to 12 foot was really a, the best choice, but it's all I had in the, all I had in the car. After
0: you snapped your Yeah,
1: arm. after I snapped and got rattled in
0: yeah.
1: through the, um, earlier. So, I mean, my little brother, he was running up the – you got your little brother running up the hill. He's frothing. You're sitting there, like, a little bit rattled. You kind of get that little bit of an eager push when your little brother's like, come on, man, <laughs> let's go back out. And you're like, all right, like – if he's going back out, suck it up,
0: princess.
1: Out. So, yeah, we spent 30 minutes paddling on the, on the inside of Tally, trying to make it back out in eight to 10 foot closeouts coming in. And I was pretty much at the point where I was ready to give up. Like, I was like, nah, there's no way I'm, we're going to make it out. It's just not letting us out. It's too frequent, the sets were too often. So, I was ready to give up. I was ready to turn back into Tally Creek and give up. But I had my little brother in front of me and he wasn't giving up so it would look a bit it looked a bit bad on me if i was going in he makes it out so i just stuck with him he was on a bit bigger board he was on a six foot board and he just kept his momentum up so i just tried to stick with him i knew if we were going to get out we're going to get out together so i just i just hung in there and i'm glad i did because i got one of the biggest waves and best waves of my life that i've ever paddled into and and i and i couldn't have asked for a better day to get it on so yeah I, I felt like it was a long time coming to catch a wave like that and in a place like this so there's only a handful of times that you're gonna get waves like that in a cyclone swell with no wind and no jet skis out so I was, yeah. I was really really content after I came in all I wanted to do was find someone who had the footage or had photos and I was like once I got and You had a photos, good tip
0: for how to get those photos too.
1: Yeah, wear a green, wear, wear a, wear a colourful shirt. Wear
0: something that gets <laughs> that's easy to pick you up yeah. rather than
1: what everyone else is yeah, wearing. Yeah, well, like. most people are in, like, weddies or in the wedding top or something like that. I just went out in, like, uh, I, I actually got, like, hats and shirts that are made from Bali. Yeah. And uh, I was wearing, like, a bamboo cotton shirt that um, doesn't um, collect too much water. Yeah. So with the bamboo cotton, it doesn't draw in as much water as normal cotton. So it's actually quite light through the water. Uh, a lot of shirts when you wear them in the water they get quite heavy. Yeah. But, um The ones that I got made they're super light, and I think that's because of the bamboo that's in them. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm, I end Being up getting more like a light eco fabric too. Yeah. So more sustainable. Too. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So I, for me, like I just I just wore the shirt, went out, hope on the hope to get a good wave, and I hope someone inside or someone on the hill. There was plenty of people taking photos that day, and. I was just hoping to come in and hopefully someone got some photos. So I was really lucky to meet this older guy sitting on the hill, taking, and he got like the full sequence, like a, probably like 15 shots of that particular way. Oh, yeah. And I had my hands up, like threw the hands up, like the biggest claim you could possibly do. Yeah. Once I did that bottom turn, I knew I, I was going to make it out. So, and yeah, I, th- I guess like we all get that, you know, one shot in our life to get that wave and every, every now and then you stuff it and then <laughs> sometimes you don't. So I was just lucky to get that shot and, and yeah, I'm pretty thankful because behind my business that looks really good. Yeah. Um, for, especially for the young kids like growing up and you know, I'm not the type of guy who's been uh, a pro athlete or anything like that. I'm just a guy who's um, just excited to go surfing, Looks looks at surfing as a lifestyle choice wants that for other people.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, and I think I feel like I can offer that to other people more now than ever with with what I'm with what I'm doing. So that's,
0: that's an awesome segue. The reason why I, so we were sitting here chatting before and I'm I'm sorry guys, we're trying to aim the lighting make like makeshift, the band's not finished <laughs> yeah, yet. i'm gonna put it here. We're gonna, we're trying to make it up? there we go. oh you nailed it. Nailed it. You rock <laughs> ideas man. Um, so we were sitting here chatting and I was like fuck it let's just go live because you were talking to me about like originally you picked a job that gave you enough money and coin to travel and do what you really wanted to do mm. but then you're like fuck I want to watch, swap that out for something else and you, were, you started to tell me about how you created little frothers mm. and specifically the thing I wanted to hook into was when you talked about making your business plan of how you're going to swap your income like your your safe wage of like 130 grand or whatever Mm. and make that from a business that's still going to let you have the lifestyle so yeah i I went wait stop pause i want (laughs) to hear that and i want to get it on cam because literally tonight i'm teaching a webinar on creating a six-week get shit done plan so that people can either launch their new product or their new business or give the finger to the man quit the (laughs) fucking day job and get their side hustle being in their main squeeze. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck timing. So talk yeah. me through. You sat down to do your plan. How did you figure out what you needed to do to be able to swap that income out and still be able to live the lifestyle that you become accustomed to? Well
1: I had to I had to be able to live with the fact that I knew that at the like you know from the get-go you're not gonna have that financial income coming in. So the big thing was is getting my head around that and then the next thing was is obviously making Turn around. Instead of going, I'm going to do that tomorrow. You're just going to do it. You don't. You don't turn around and go, oh, I, oh, yeah, I'm going to get it done next week. I'm going to get it done next week. I just started turning <laughs> around and actively doing things that I knew that was going to help me put me on my path of what I wanted to get done. Yeah. So I started with the hats first. I went. that way we yeah Yeah, that's let's the get,
0: hats. Let's get it in like, the actual camera to see if we can get it. <laughs> Come on, Cam. Come
1: on, Cam. Maybe back here. Try here. Wait, 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 wait.
0: wait. There you yeah.
1: go. See, I did. Right. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> so I did hats for, for, I did hats originally for Groms. I didn't ever, when I was young, I didn't, I really like trucker hats. I had like a particular style that I liked. Um, I had a feeling like there was uh, a lot of um, people in my age having kids. So I thought, yeah. why not just make a trucker cap for, for like adults and, and kids, like so for parents. That wanna look like they like they like, like look like their kids. So you know, my like nephew, the dog thing, where, you know, My when nephew the dogs and I wear look the same like hat. their owners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like my, my nephew's
0: two and he was two and a half when we got the same hat. But we had to have the same hat. The problem is he's two and a half three and I actually wear the same grom size hat. <laughs> so we both have a grommet size hat. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's sick. like, which whose hats is? Honey, Jedi's or mine? <laughs> so, <laughs> So I'm all about the, the twinning with the kid. Yeah. yeah. So I
1: really liked that concept, and oh, that's what I went with. And I went out of my way, and I went, um, I took my hats down to shops in Burley, and I addressed all the owners, and just said, Hey, look, this is my concept. This is what I'm doing. Um, would you be interested in taking like taking me on? Like, have you got a spare spot where I I can put my hats? And they're like, Oh yeah, I kind of do. And blah blah. And I said, look, like I could possibly put it there if you like. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'll just make you up a a rack. And they're like, well, you can make your own rack. I was like, yeah, I'll just make you like a nice pallet rack out of timber and I'll put them all here and I'll, I'll, I'll style it accordingly. And they're like, okay, we'll give that a shot. And I was able to get myself in five shops in Burley. And I was just so appreciative of where I got myself to that, um, my next stepping stone was really the coaching side. And then from there, the coaching side, like I could see like what I was trying to create, no one was really doing it. So I knew that I had to put a bit more energy into that. So I went uh, ar- around looking up what I needed to create to make that really functional and make it work. Yeah. And um, the more I looked into it, the more I realized that there is really no one like me doing what I'm doing um and doing it the way I'm doing it so I think I feel like a lot of the schools on the Gold Coast are mostly learn to surf um they're still in that in within the learn to surf there's still those guys teaching like pros teaching other guys who want to get better but there's no real school for like people who want to get better yeah so and and that's what I've really seen that there's so many surfers out there now going as sideways or going on a surfboard warehouse wanting to surf wanting to get fit and they don't know where to go they don't know who who to see yeah and I feel like what I'm teaching is more along the biomechanics of surfing so like I'll teach like how to get better by on land-based activities so that you can then put that back to the water and I think the hardest thing is 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 when you do get in the water you've got so many variables So you've got the ocean, you've got being able to pick the wave, you've got being able to – where to take off. You've got, you know, 100 guys on the Gold Coast in the water all wanting the same wave. 100, (laughs) 100.
0: So, you know – yeah, you, so, got, you got a hundred Gold Coastians and you got a hundred Brazilians. Yeah, prisons. all dropping
1: as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all swarming on you. Yeah. So
1: I mean, there's so many. Mate, throwing me
0: and a chick out there, they just fucking drop in on you. They paddle on top of you. They try and psych you out. Oh but, yeah, I but, suppose. But unless yeah. you're one of the pros. Yeah. Oh, I they guess kinda boys, leave, they're
1: a they bit kinda more ruthless. They kind of leave Steph alone,
0: but man, <laughs> sometimes at D Bar, like I literally have had a guy paddle, like just paddling for every wave. There's another um, girl out there with me every time we paddle she'd paddle he'd like just dog her and like put her off and then she'd get intimidated and pull
1: yeah
0: i went to take off on this wave and i'm like oi oi and he literally touched my board as i'm like paddling i go to drop and he's like dropping with me i'm like he looks (laughs) at me the fucker looks at me yeah goes down the line comes back and cuts back and sprays me on my own wave oh no and then goes down the line luckily couple of the local boys down there that are veterans, they mm. saw it happen. They paddled over him, and asked him very politely to... to oh, they asked to, him politely. To, to take a, take a mosey on into the beach and uh, uh, leave, us lo- leave us alone. Um, uh. Which is, it's nice to have someone in, in the water and have your back. But yeah, it does, like the crowds here do get...
1: Yeah, they definitely, I mean, I've had run-ins in the water here all the time. So, I mean, there's no, you know, the local experience, <laughs> even locals get local yeah. localism so
0: Shit, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean I guess I guess it really comes down to like you know the experience that you can create yeah uh, for me like the experience that I can create for people is why they come back um, um, and the feeling that, that you feel when you're with around somebody yeah um, I feel like as a coach That's what I want to be. I don't. I don't. When I'm in the water myself, I might be a different, a slightly different um, human. But at the same time, I'm still a, a nice guy. If someone was to come up and approach me and be polite and be nice, I. I'm not that type of person. Be like, oh, you're Brazilian. I don't want to know you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? We love
0: you, Brazilians. Like, we're, not, we're not like hate no. So, but, but, like, but that's, stereotype that's, around here. That,
1: that's the analogy. With, it can be the analogy with Australians and Brazilians. Yeah. You know, like and that's, Oh man,
0: the, the, And that
1: and that's the. Uh, it's not it's not necessarily that factor. Like if I was to go over to Brazil and try and get away. Oh my God! Will I get a wave? No, no, no way! We, they get waves here all the time. Yeah, we're we're actually quite nice with the, with what what we you know what we who we who comes over here and what happens. Yeah, but there is the localism as well. So yeah. I mean, for me, like I'll even go to like local spots where I'm from originally, like Lennox Head, and I'll have I'm locals. From yeah, I'm, I'm from, from Len- Evans. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, so, we're a small so town. a
0: small town. <laughs> like- yeah. The locals rule, God help anyone that's coming into the to the lineup. So, so I mean I still go America.
1: home and I'll get still locals to try and give me a hard time. Yeah. And like I wouldn't I didn't even do anything wrong in that no, case.
0: Nice.
1: <laughs> you know, I guess you can a place like the Gold Coast is such a big place to be to be have localism, it's it's hard because mm. like they, the locals will put it down. Yeah. And you've got to understand who you should be, who you should be dropping in on and who you should yeah. be, you know, and that just comes down to surfing terminology, you know, yeah. if a guy snakes you or comes in the wrong way, you know, like, and, and getting repetitively waves and repetitively doing the same thing. Yeah. You're going to drop in on that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the other one where it's the old dude and, you know, he's doing
0: it. Yeah. and he he's starts like you. I have like, been here. Oh. He's like, this is my yeah. break. I've this been here for 45 terrible. years, <laughs> and you guys can just fuck off.
1: Yeah, you get so, that a little bit down at, know, down a Green mountain. <laughs> I think that you get that everywhere, yeah. and I, I feel like you know it can just be the guy on the day. He's yeah. not having a good day at home, or you know, and he's feeling a little bit like his own. He's in his own in his own head, and he's not having a good time. Or you know, he doesn't want to wait for waves. The waves yeah. are pumping. He doesn't want to wait. So he'll drop in anyway, so.
0: So what do you teach little frothers then? Like, if they're they're going out and they're like, dealing with this stuff, obviously, for me it'd be a great confidence boost just to have a coach in the water with me and feel like I've got a buddy, even just a normal buddy, someone to be in in there where that's got your back. But like, what do you teach these young kids going into the water, come entering into these sort of situations? What's your advice to them?
1: Um, So most most of the time when it comes with the bias with the with the groms is about all about having fun, mm-hmm. mostly like little the like little froth. I, I gave the name little frothers because um, frothing's about excitement. It's about enjoyment. That's what frothing comes surfing yeah. terminology. And little little came from being grom. So like I teach adults, I teach groms. Yeah. I originally started it about or all um, little grom. Yeah, being yeah. <laughs> excited, and having a good time and being a surfer and and that's what the for me what it was about yeah um that's why i started i thought that was catchy i thought that frothing started was really like starting to catch on through surfing so i i put it i put a trademark down on my on on little profits oh yeah and and i said this is going to be what i what i want to do this is how i want to live my life i want to live it next to the beach i want to have fun and i want to do it with with anyone who wants to have fun with me, and uh, and that's what it came about. And so I decided to um, put a lot of work in, uh, put a lot of time in, and and learn my own so sur- like learn my own way of ha- how to teach other people to surf. Yeah. Um. Yeah. On that,
0: um, I'm going to stand up. I've uh, as you can see, I've like strapping tapes of shit, so I have to move around a bit while we're talking. Yeah. Um, but we were talking before about when you about teaching people how to surf on land, yeah. and how you can use the biomechanics and things like that. And uh, I pointed, I've got my carver over there, but you you teach on a, surf, a smooth star, and you yeah. said, you eat them with your business, you manage to hook up an affiliate. So yeah. walk me through the, the mindset behind that, a little bit about why you use the, um, the land to teach in the biomechanics, but then how did you, from a business standpoint, mm. choose to go with smooth star? How did you organize the affiliate, and how does yeah. that support you in terms of making revenue?
1: Well, uh, for, for me, like, affiliate marketing smart. Like, you got to do affiliate marketing. You've got to have, you know, like, have revenue coming from all different angles, I suppose. And that's where, you know, where I do the hats, the the, the coaching, yeah. surfboards, surf wax, all yeah. that sort of stuff. I don't and just and all yep, they so all gel
0: together. Yeah, they all gel
1: together. What I so, want to
0: point out to people specifically on that is you, you've got one one customer that you can sell multiple things to. Yeah. So it's not like we all know it's fucking hard to get customers, right? Yeah. So rather than like having a hundred million things you're trying to sell to all these different types of people, mm. you've got, hey, okay, if I got my, my frother, yeah. what else can how else could I serve them? How what else can else? I help them? Yeah, yeah. How else can I help them? Yeah. What else can they buy? Sorry.
1: Yeah. So Smooth created a skateboard and there's other surf skates out there like like the smooth star. Um the only difference between what I noticed with the Smooth when it first came out there was Four main skateboards on the market. It was Smooth Star, Carver, OB Five, and another surf skate. I can't remember right now. But
0: OB Five do a surf skate. I don't. OB Five do a surf skate.
1: OB Five do a surf skate. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that.
0: I mean, OB Five under there, but yeah. it's definitely not so a surf they, skate. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they do a surf skate as well. So there's, I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of different surf skates out there. There's a lot of, a um, lot of people bringing in a surf skate from, you know, from China and all sorts of stuff. But for me, the Smooth Star, when I jumped on it and having that natural ability from a young age, surfing, I and I had skating experience, I had surfing experience, I had snowboarding experience, I have a wakeboard boat, you know, like those all those sorts of things. You you work out for how to do surf maneuvers naturally from being able to have experience when you're growing up doing it. Yeah. So for mm-hmm. me when I jumped on the S- smooth star, it really felt like surfing to me compared to the other skateboards. Um, also when I did it wrong. I felt it straight away yeah. and that was the difference between that skateboard and the other skateboards. Right. When I do it wrong on the carver I can still hold my balance yeah. through my legs.
0: So we were talking about this before because I, I said I chose the carver over the smooth star yeah. because I didn't have the confidence getting on it because I hadn't been a skater before and I yeah. only just, I wasn't even on a shortboard at that stage. I was still on a six six, and yeah. I didn't have someone to teach me and I was like oh fuck it feels a bit too much. What do you? What would you suggest though? Would you be better off going on like, just getting a couple of lessons and going with that sort of less forgiving board to start with? If you were super keen about increasing your performance rather than just going for a skate and having fun, if you if you were doing it because you wanted to make your surfing better, yeah. are you better off challenging yourself and? and yeah, doing that, I definitely or think. Tighten, like, can you tighten well, the trucks so they're not so loose? Or I th- yeah. So there? when
1: you first get the skateboard, it actually comes quite quite tight. Right. I actually when I once I get the sca- once I get someone in and they've bought a smooth star,
0: yeah,
1: um, I'll generally loosen it up for them to the to a feel where I think it's good enough for that person. For their for their, for their weight and size. Yeah. So depending on your weight and size, I'll play with the truck to where right. I think it's gonna work good yep. for you. Yeah. And then I'll cool. Cool.
0: just hang on there. Facebookers, is... it's gonna pause. What that means is Hang like, in there Facebookers, I you thought, heard, it click. I uh, I heard it click. What that means is, I've... okay podcasters, thanks for hanging in there. We did have to switch out batteries, bit of uh, technical stuff, but thank God for the van. Yeah. The van's got a 240 yes, volt, sweet, so it's charging man. everything as we're, as we're cracking along. Hey, where were we? Smooth Stars.
1: Yeah, so Smooth Stars. So like I chose them because I can see when someone does something wrong. I uh, also, when someone does something wrong, you'll, you'll bog rail. Right? so like bog railing in the surf like or bogging the rail in the surf is quite common yeah so you've got to be able to show that on land and to do that i can hear it i can i mean because what what, i come from from a mining background so when i was drilling underground everything was about hearing yeah um listening to the drill rig listening to the different um sounds so when like say you're drilling the core i used to drill for gold and when we were drilling the core, you get to the end of the core and the, you'd start getting high revolutions. And then that was when you would turn the rig off and pull the, pull the, pull the core out of the ground. Yeah. So it's like the same sort of analogy behind that. Like when you hear your car making a, a sound that's going wrong, you're gonna pull over, right? Yeah. And the same on the star. So when someone does something wrong, I can hear it. If they, come off the, if they come off their bottom turn and they release too early, the wheels will let go. And they'll actually, they'll, they might hold on, but they'll let go and I'll yeah. hear it straight away. And that, that'll be in their biomechanics, meaning that they won't be using their arms the right way to be able to come off the bottom of a, of a turn. So I can see that. I can also hear that. Yeah. And then, so I give people the right biomechanics, which is the right um, understanding behind how to do a turn, how to generate speed, and where to put your arms in the instance of doing that, how to get high to low, all those sorts of things. And that can be... That can take sometimes an hour, hours and hours just to teach that on land. Yeah. So I don't know how guys are teaching it in the water.
0: Man, I had one lesson on my carver, mm. And it became really clear why I had so many fails. Because, again, coming from riding a longboard as a kid, I, and I used to ride sort of local climbs and south of the border things, I was really heavy on the back foot. So those big sweeping, drop knee, bottom turns. Yeah. And I'm now on a... 5'7 slater gamma five 5'8 oh, slater gamma and I do that and the just flies out <laughs> and I, I just thought I was shit because and when I put on Clayton's like does your board just fly out and when I'm like yes because <laughs> I'm not surprised like just so heavy yeah. and I don't, I don't know where I got this from but used to think that standing completely sideways was like the thing to do right yeah. you'd see all the kooks with the full crab stance it wasn't that bad <laughs> but I didn't have my knee tucked or yeah. just just Basic, what? I suppose if I had someone that had a clue surfing with me teaching me, or yeah, had, that's right. I mean, had someone help d- me. It definitely helped. But hadn't really thought about the tuck knee, hadn't, and like you know where your boobs point, your body goes. So <laughs> where your boobs point. <laughs> yeah, oh, was like, yeah. he, he was uh, like, well, I used to tell the guys like, you know, where you point your shoulders or whatever. I'm like, well, it's like machine <laughs> gun out here. <laughs> so
1: it's uh.
0: so, like, so just even those things. So you, basically. Although it's great if you're teaching new people or little mm. little frothers, but I'm assuming you can work with guys of any skill yeah. level and that's going to help them improve. Yeah, them, right? well, I've,
1: I've even had 60 year olds come and see me. Yeah. So, like, we were, I've had uh, older ladies where they're, you know, they're up towards the 100 kilo mark. Yeah. And I've got boards the smooths that I have bought for, for those people as well. So, like, I would wake up early in the morning through summertime that's last awesome. year. We would be getting up with the women and, um, like working in the car park. Yeah. And was that you
0: guys down there? Were you doing lessons earlier? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I pulled up um, near the pavilion, yeah and I could see someone going around. I was like, oh. Yeah. So I just I set like... out
1: a little course, and and we and we just go for it. So I just teach them. Yeah, you know, I was just teaching them how, like they were more progressive surfers. So um, I just went with um, like basic, basic right hand wave, what it yeah. what it's meant to look like, yeah. and then I took them out, and for the first time I got to film them. So like I don't. I don't normally like to sit behind the camera. I'm a frother. I like to be out there in the water with them yeah, um, and really egg them on into the right waves. So a lot of people choose the wrong waves. Uh, they set themselves in the wrong position. Oh, man, That's, I you seriously know, like... need some
0: help with this. <laughs> yeah. Like... You know, it's other people seem so lucky, like they're always in the right spot or whatever. I just feel like I'm always not in the right spot.
1: Well, you just need to come out with me for a little while. Yeah, I mean, we're going to <laughs> so, get this shit off my I'll back. I'll push you in. I
0: said before, I had my crew that I was coaching and, and Kyle's like, oh, you've definitely got a board in there. I was like, no, I took the board out of the car because I knew I had a, we filled the gap today, but I knew I had a gap and I was like, I don't want to be tempted to like get out there. Well, you <laughs> so, said you had
1: troubles going off the rocks.
0: I've never, I've never been out off the rocks here. So really? I, Again, I need someone to. I get a bit intimidated. Well, that, and that's my favorite. My yeah.
1: favorite is jumping off the rocks, and I teach that with the Grams We go out and we do it in a controlled environment. Yeah. And like, I'll teach people the understanding behind patterns. Um, I really like the, pat like, showing people a pattern, being able to read a pattern or see a pattern. Like we we do that from a young age. So I'll just show people patterns in the rocks, yeah, and work show, work with them on where they should be jumping and where they shouldn't be jumping, and why they what, what tides you want to jump there from, and like low tides can be a lot easier to jump than high tides when the waves are crashing on the rocks. is generally when it's high tide, yeah. Um, you know, like there's so many different places you can jump jump in on the rocks, and a lot of people I'll see like, you know, going off off here oh, jumping out of here and I'm just here, going I'm like, oh, all right this is worth filming. Yeah yeah <laughs> you know because oh, you know you know so that they're gonna get trick of the day, they're coming <laughs> yeah,
0: anytime soon. Totally. Yeah.
1: So I think like you know there's lots of different things that you can teach people if you if um you know people really want to learn. Hey Steve, how are you mate? <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's
0: fun there.
1: Yeah it's <laughs> pumping before I reckon a little bit more tired. Yeah it's a bit isn't it? Yeah. A
0: little bit more tired, and we'll be uh, back on again. Set up. Yeah, we're live too. Go yeah, live. live, say hi, hey, Steve. Say Hey, it's This us. is, a, this beards is beards what it's going to be like with the random show on the Barrels and Business <laughs> podcast these days. Say hey everyone pops by. How you going? Checking it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. make, sure, <laughs> make sure you
1: say hi to Steve. Good guy, good surfer. <laughs>
0: yeah, keep it Burley really beautiful. Keep Burley yeah. really beautiful. <laughs> keep, keep it that way, all. Corey's teaching us some, some techniques on. Uh, How to get out of the rocks? How to up our game? And he's a man. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy, guys. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what I like what you're saying there about patterns, and you said that you see them early on in life and can use them in other things. Mm. Have you got any analogies for us in business, like with how you've applied it to building your businesses and either utilizing looking at patterns? Or
1: I think um, I think the main goal for me with the business side of things is staying open open to everything and not not closing too many not closing any too many doors trying to keep everything like um forward focus so like i'm always trying to stay positive um it's really easy to get negative um i think that like and you know you'll have people where they'll try and talk it down or they'll try and say oh don't do this this guy or blah, blah, blah 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 and you know they're for me the people that are really stuck inside their shell yeah. they haven't had the chance or they haven't done it for themselves yet or they're not happy because you're doing well or you're trying to succeed yeah. so I feel like there's going to be those people out there and they're the ones that you've got to ignore yep. they're the ones that you that's the demon inside you too that you've got to ignore and I feel like a lot of people it's quite easy to say no and 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 it's a lot harder to say yes sometimes so I think for when you're when you are in business with yourself I feel like you really just need to stick to what you what you want to do what you want to achieve and just keep your head down and 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 try and get yourself there like I mean for me it didn't it hasn't come easy I'm still in the in the in the in learning curve and still learning things in business all the time how long you been going now three or four years now so like I think for me it was it's I know it I'm I try different things, and if it doesn't work, I'll try. To, I'll, I'll try and improve on it. So, you know, you you can't you, you can't go through life looking back, and you just gotta try and move forward. You're like you've got to try and stay healthy, happy in your own way, and whatever that is to you, that's how you. That's what success is. Yeah, you know.
0: I love what you said. There, like, there's a few things often I wrote a post about this a while ago like in Australia we've got this ridiculous pissing contest over how shit someone's life is and it's like oh I've got it tough oh, I've got it tough and then it gets into this perpetuated fucking conversation about competing about how crap things are or how down things are rather than feeling like empowered to, mm. to talk about the positives and, and being able to know when you need to distance yourself from those those people and, yeah. and often and, and recognise like, what, where are they projecting on you their, their fears or their shit? Yeah. Like, maybe, or, or their jealousy sometimes. Like, because, so, like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't do that because they're too fucking scared to step out of their bubble hmm. and into their dream life. Yeah. And they feel, like, constrained or whatever. So they're, like, I don't know, they're, they're <laughs> kind of projecting that on you. And I think it's really important, like you said, to, to know when to say no and when to say yes and yeah. and to to choose to move away from something if it's not serving you or you can see that it's, you know, maybe it's their shit, not, not your shit. Yeah. Um, what do, what are some of the things you do for motivation that do keep you forward focused and pushing forward and maybe distancing yourself from the negativity? Yeah. Uh, even if feel, it's that, that feel, deep in your mind.
1: I feel like the negativity is quite easy to take on, but positively, the positivity like really charges me up. You know, like once I've had a good surf, like I come in and I'm so excited for my day, like, or seeing someone, seeing a client, and they're just like, you know, some, some sometimes I'll have a grom and they, they, um, they, 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 they're lacking the confidence. And it might, it may even come from the parents' side. Oh, they're not very good. They, they can paddle out, but not really duck dive. And then I'll meet the kid. We'll get into like an hour of skating together and they'll outshine, they'll outshine it and with, and all I do, all I'm doing is just teaching them basics, basics behind surfing. I'll tell surfing. you what
0: fucks me off. There's a couple of spots I surf, and the dads are out there with the kids, and they, maybe they've got the good intentions. But I saw this dad, I've seen him a couple of times, and it's been really hard for me not to like just give him a spray. My mm. like kid does something, he's like, what the fuck were you doing? Like, the kid's <laughs> no shit this big. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck were you doing, man? Come on, like fucking, and like giving him a spray. Like, why did you do your turn like that? You know, you should have done this. Like, like this poor little kid's like, <laughs> stuck in the sweeper but dream out and I'm like yeah. how's that how's that gonna mm. help him like rather than give him it's that's not
1: unusual though that's
0: not unusual yeah. because
1: like are you projecting like, your wishes of being a pro on this poor kid Like, it's my what, 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 what my main content was is I always say like I can't teach someone who I have a connection with who I have like not to say like a connection with someone you've just met but a connection in a way where they're either family or something like that mm-hmm. because it creates barriers yeah now you or you do have the the dad that has that patience who has that push and will turn around and be the, the gentle type but then the kid can sometimes give up yeah you know and the kid will <coughs> give up or they won't do as well because the, the attention the, the attention span is is coming from the from the wrong angle. yeah, And that's, I've actually told fathers that before where I've gone, look, give me a shot at it. yeah, Give me a shot at it and see how they go because it sounds to me like you're yelling at them. You know, like I, I, I can understand how much you want them to do well, but maybe just let them see it from a different angle and see how they go. And you just come surfing with us and see what happens. And yeah, it worked 100%. They did a 30 time package with me and they over the moon with the the reflection on yeah. how much she wanted to go surfing after that.
0: Well, that's so. I'm, I'm coaching um, a Japanese uh, tutor at the moment. Mm. Uh, t- uh, she teaches English in Japan. And she's now going to make a business for other English teachers mm. on teaching their kids because of the same problem. Like, they're trying to teach their kids the frustration levels, yeah. so then they don't like it, and then there's mm. resentment, and then the angle and the tone and all of that. So now she's going to work with the, the English teachers on how they can be better teachers in general teaching English, but then she teaches their kids for them. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's
1: good though. That's at least like they're getting it from both angles. Yeah. You know, like they get to see from the parents' side of things how much they want them to learn, and then yeah. on, on top of that, they also get to learn it from someone who's gonna be, um, I guess, a little bit more centered.
0: Yeah, and I, th- I, th- I think it also, this goes for, any type of coaching, mm. when someone's too close to it, like the, you think that they're judging or that it's said with a different inflection or there's a bit of impatience. Like we used to joke uh, when I had my recruitment firm that they come in, if if you t- just hire an actor to come mm. in and regurgitate the same shit the manager says to them every day. And then all of a sudden everyone like takes it on board, but, <laughs> but it's just a new new yeah. set of eyes. Or you see like boyfriends and girlfriends in the surf and like the dynamic of that, they're just trying to help. But it says the tone and, yeah. um, often it just takes that third-party remove that that they know doesn't have uh, any ulterior motors or energy attached to it to, mm. to come at it, and it's only got the best interest out. In You're here yeah. to do a job yeah. and to get you the result, and yeah. that's a bit easier totally. to, to take on board. Yeah. None, of the, none of the hangover of the... Uh, yeah, running.
1: that's probably my favourite thing when it comes to like understanding what I can offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like being able to you know, bring it back and just show, uh, each person has a different way of surfing, has a different pop-up, has a different technique, and I can really break that down with the skateboard. Mm -hmm. And I can see what they're gonna do wrong in the water. So Mm -hmm. when we do eventually get in the water, I can go, oh look, what I was telling you before about the skateboard where you were doing this wrong, you're doing that in the water too. And then, you know, like, and then you just go step by step, you know, like you've got, you can, there's several, we got several different means to teach people to surf. You've got cameras, you've got, I've got helmets that you can, I can put people in helmets and talk to them while they while I'm sitting behind Whoa, the camera, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And, and for me, when you've got the, when you've got a lifetime of surfing, it doesn't matter how good a surfer you are. It really comes down to how, how good a coach you can be to somebody and how you can relate to somebody in a sense where they can feel comfortable. And that's what makes someone a good coach or a good, you know, a, a good business person.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, would you recommend like anyone that's wanting to up their surfing game to get on a surf skate?
1: Definitely, because I mean, regardless of what surf skate you get on, you, it's going to help you, you know, feel more fluent through the through the through the you know through the surf. Yeah. Um, I would definitely go with you know like for me, I feel like smooth star was my favorite, and yeah. the reason why was because when I made a mistake or when I didn't quite do the the technique right i could feel it but i mean if you're not an advanced surfer you really need someone to really help you with that i think but yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna get if you want to feel more you know like a surfing feeling definitely yeah. jump on the surf skate.
0: yeah beautiful i um uh, i was thinking about this the other day in terms of surfing and, and why i want to pick up a coach uh is i used to play football and like when i played football we had a sprint coach we had a lifting coach mm. we had a uh, offense coach we had a defense coach like, you had someone who was an expert in every area, and even though you were not going towards getting paid for that one, but in even just in touch football, like, you've you got a coach. Yeah. Where a lot of times the surfers, we don't think to go and get a coach. Like, you might get a lesson when you're learning, yeah. and then you don't get coached. Like, yeah. And you could progress so much faster, and the same goes with business, right? you want to progress your business? Get a business coach. Yeah. Get someone who knows exactly what they're doing for that particular thing that you're trying to do anything in life if you if you get someone that has got the knowledge and can talk to you on that level. So why do you think it is that, like, most surfers, like, don't get a coach, like, they just battle it out? What's the mindset behind that?
1: Well, the, I feel like there's not a lot of it out there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I feel like uh, there's a lot of learner surf stuff. Yeah. But no one can really, it's really like sitting behind a camera is all really that's been there. Yeah. Um no one's really, I guess, until, you know, the last few years has really gone with the skating. Yeah. And gone that way. And 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 tried to offer that to I guess surfers that are trying to get better.
0: Yeah. And so just like Well that I was the hole in the market up. that I seen. Yeah.
1: So for me So walk us through ma-
0: that, like go through the business model again. So you originally you're like, right, doing the hats, got this see the gap there, like yeah. get the dads and the kids and do the little twin thing, like super so cute get out, just pay on the pavement, but you were saying to me before,
1: you saw a hole in the market. Yeah, I saw a hole in the market. The market was lacking. For me, like when I was growing up as a kid, I didn't I didn't really have a father that would take me to the surf. Um, they just didn't have time. They were working or doing doing. My dad was a surfer. But yeah. you know, I might once in a blue moon get to go surfing with my stepdad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, like for me, I kind of saw that and realize like how long it took me to get good. And I really wanted to offer that to other people. Um, I knew that there wasn't many guys out there really teaching people how to get better. And I felt like I had enough experience in order to help people that, you know, may not have the father that surfs or may not have the mother that take, you know, surfing. So I'm kind of like, I feel like half of me is is a trainer or a
0: dad? Yeah,
1: <laughs> sort of, but without being the dad. Trainer boyfriend. <laughs> it's more, It was more like, um, like it was like a childcare center for surfers. Yeah. Um, and that was where it kind of came in. And
0: I, <laughs> I love that idea. You know, like, uh, drop them off. I'm going to work. Yeah, yeah <laughs> drop
1: them off. Parents can go home, cook dinner in the yeah. afternoon, or you you know drop them off before school.
0: Yeah.
1: And I take them surfing. You know, like we go out, have a great time, come in, they're super charged up, ready for school. Yeah. You know, for me if I had a good if I had a good surf that early morning, I'd go to school super stoked, super happy, and you know, no one could really get me down that day. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm offering for a lot of students. You know, they go to school and they might have a bully or something like that. But they bullies there's no bully out in the water if I'm there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day it's it's you against yourself out there. It's you if you're having if you're having a bad if they're having a bad surf, I'll see it straight away. And then that's when I go, Hey, come over here. I'm gonna get you one. And then as soon as they get that one wave, everything goes stoke away. Stoke levels up. Yeah. yeah. Everything goes away yeah. and come in super stoke. You know, every day I try my hardest to make sure that every gram gets that one one good wave, you know? And and that's what it's about. Having a have a stoke level and be a frother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to switch gears on you. Um, we are talking before, also, like, during, obviously, COVID, things mm. that have happened, the five of the stores that you had your hats in closed, closed their doors. Yes. Um, walk me through a couple of things. Like, what have you done with your mindset to, to keep positive keep positive and keep trucking during this time with, you know, outside influences? And what are you doing to, to keep moving forward and, and make changes?
1: Um, so I built a skate ramp yeah <laughs> yeah I got a skate ramp um, designed for surfing so on b- one side it's a it's a nice big hill a roll in and on the other side it's like a, a bit of a slam so you go from one side to the other to um, get high and low a lot of people struggle getting high and low in surf yeah um, which um, is more about creating energy through your legs to get from one from one end of the Spectrum to the other, so meaning to get from the bottom of the wave to the top of the wave, a lot of people really struggle um, getting high, like getting down the wave and then coming back up. Yeah, um, most people will stay up the, up quite high on the wave when they go to do a turn. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of designed a uh, more like a, a wave simulator for skaters or for surf skaters. Sick. So um, it was first designed by Smoothstar, which was the company mm-hmm. um, that um, designed the skaties. And then I was able to get it off them because I'm a pretty pretty big affiliate with them. And I went down, picked it up and drove it all the way back on a trailer.
0: Holy shit. Where yeah. from? From Sydney. Shit. So it
1: took, me, it took me nearly a whole day to get it all the way back. Yeah. And then it was a bit weathered but I just i have just been restoring it, just making it like just I, when I was young I just all I did was grab my stepdad's tools, he's a carpenter and I just grabbed his tools and made my own skate ramps. Yes. And um, the first time I turned on his um, Makita saw, he came out, oi, oi, I said you could use the tools, I didn't know you were gonna use the power tools. It's like, oh, but oh, it's oh, gonna take too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take too long if I'm doing this. He's like, all right, I'll help you." So that was like the first dad, kind of dad, stepdad moment I had with him. We built like a ramp together. And then, um, yeah, from there I just started using the tools and creating like fun boxes and all sorts of different skate things nice. because when I was a kid in Lanix there was no skate parks. Yeah. So all I had was being a surfer and I always started skating and I just you know, I got bored quick.
0: Yeah. And, Especially
1: if there's no waves. Well there was no phones back then. <laughs>
0: the internet
1: rubbish. <laughs> yeah, no there's internet. Either. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So um,
1: I think I, I I suppose I got off track a little bit there but through COVID was more about restructuring the business to, along the lines of uh, understanding on who my clientele was, um, who my target market was um, and, and and re-energize myself for what was to come. Um, I actually lost my brother through just before, just as COVID started um, to suicide, which was quite hard for me. Um, it was a big stepping stone through my life. Um, yeah i mean you you heard the story of us when we were like when we got that, those waves together and uh the year before that before covid came in um i him and i shared south africa together um broke
0: my toe at jay bay oh really three months <laughs> in a moon booth.
1: far out so i mean like he he was really one of those kids like we we were very alike um he was he was young he was only 24 and um, yeah, suffering from depression, you know. And it was really hard for me to lose someone so close to me and someone who had such a soft heart and had such such big love. And we never fought, never had a fight. Like, and like, it was just really a rock star in my eyes. And I, I feel like, you know, it was, for me, it was a stepping stone in my life that I, instead of looking down at the negative I wanted to look at the positives of what he what he created in his life, and and what what really reflected on me the most and was happiness. Yeah. You know? So I feel like um, South Africa was really the time we got to spend. We didn't get to spend a lot of time when we were younger. I was traveling a lot, and like you know, he was going through school. So when we got older, we got to spend that more time together and more um, time around each other and the more I got to know him as a person, I got to see a lot of myself in him as a young age. Um, obviously, as you grow up, you become, uh, you know, more reflected on people and how they talk to you and all that sort of stuff. As you get older, you uh, you, you don't take as much shit, all uh-huh. that sort of stuff. So, But, you know, he was like a younger version of me. And, you know, to lose that was a, such a big deal to me. And instead of um, going downhill, I decided, you know, like, this is, not he wouldn't want that and you know and i'm going to stay strong for my mom so i'm looking after her as well
0: yeah
1: and you know i just decided you know i've just got to stay strong strong for the family and 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 keep keep positive yeah and i you know waking up every day for me and going down and teaching people what i love and what i really enjoy is really what gets me up in the morning um and seeing people's faces when after they've had a good day just reminds me of him so like i've got plenty of reminders that remind me of him for all the good times and i feel like you know he made his choice based on how he was feeling and what happened in here what was going on with him there's nothing i can do to change that but all i can do is just remember him for the person he was and he was such a great human and anyone who knew him loved him and you know like it's just sucks to lose a person like that and i'd hate for that to happen to anyone else so you know, I feel like I can try and be a role model for other people to have fun and enjoy their life, and not look at the, the the other the other side of you know when you come back on land, and you know it's it's maybe not so bright. So I feel like the ocean's a great getaway for that, and yeah. I like promoting that.
0: Wow, that's a beautiful outlook and a beautiful way to remember him and to honor to honor him. And mm. I think with what you're doing in the world is super beneficial because especially if you think about the kids that don't have the dads that can take them or mm. they don't get to, to live into that as well and, and to give them that escape when you're talking about, like, might have a bully at school and yeah. just get them out and get them totally. to froth. Especially if it's at a young age, like, the, the, the damage that can be done yeah. at that age and what carries on and the trauma that stays with them that, you know, can't be fixed. So, like, yeah, I think thanks. that's just, like...
1: yeah.
0: Um, the other thing I see in that there as well is, you're you're you, you gave up say a, a job that was well paying that you could have kept moving through the ranks and to follow what really is inside of you and and for me it feels like it's a gift that you've got like you're you're not just building a business and doing something that's fun for you you're you're giving a gift to mm. oh, I'm gonna get choked <laughs> up <laughs> to all those not only the little frothers but the big frothers like yeah. in, in empowering them of it with giving them the joy of the ocean and like that's it seems to me like that's what you were sent here to do and yeah. and you're where does your positivity come from like where did you learn this or how do you how do you cultivate it like what, how do you look at that situation and then covid hits and everything's fucking gone to shit and you don't just go you know what fuck it and be negative like because there's people that are doing that how yeah. do you how but, did you decide to use that positivity how did you put that lens on things
1: I mean for me like as when I was younger I I had so many I was a good-looking kid and I got bullied for being good-looking I had guys that were jealous they wanted to fight me they thought that their girlfriend wanted to hook up me or something and that for me really made me I started boxing I started doing things that like to protect myself not because I wanted to hurt them back but because I just want, I didn't want to feel, be, yeah. I didn't want to feel anxious. I did not want to feel anxiety. I didn't want to be beaten up as a, as a kid. So for me, I, I learned how to fight. I learned, I, I didn't stick with one thing. I was like, I, I played golf well. I played hockey. I played all contact sports. I got into touch booty, rugby, union, and I got good with every single one. So sport really was for me like my Way of like breaking free of of um, all the other stuff in school and all that sort of stuff, because it was so easy for kids to bully you. It's so ki- easy for people to get jealous of you, and that's all the way up as you grow up. You know, and you're not gonna, not everyone's gonna like you. You know, and I, I meet people, I've met people all around the world who who have showed me more about myself than I could ever dream of, so I felt like traveling really done it for me, mm. really opened me up for like what I was capable of and what my dreams may be and 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 really make me feel like what I wanted in life yeah. and and that I could accomplish it if I really put my mind to it. So I think that's where it really came from. Um, I've really pretty, like from a young age, always wanted something bigger for myself and wanted, wanted the best for myself and I don't really really let people get me down. They will even though that, you know, we're not perfect and we don't do everything the right and there's always curveballs get thrown at us, I always try and have my best my best interests at heart and do my best by other people. And you know, and I feel like that's the way I like to like present myself. Nice. And you know, you can't win with everyone, but you can only try. And those people who don't like you, well, you know, yeah. good luck to them. Yeah you know so but you know you just got to try and stay positive in your in the sense of really understanding that we've only got one life we could be hit by a car tomorrow that you know you meet so many good people every day if you're open and willing to meet them yeah you know and i really past, appreciate numbers. i really appreciate meeting you jade and mm-hmm. i i'm um, I, I really I really can see like what what you're gonna what you what you're creating yeah. and I'm, I'm stoked for you so well thank welcome you. to welcome to the good life uh, thank <laughs> you. Super stoked. so yeah this is a sick setup yeah you know you can go anywhere and yep. yeah you can live the dream so you know for anyone out there trying to do like make do with what they're trying to create go for it you know like what have you really got to lose yeah you know and when it comes down when it you're always gonna get curveballs, always. Like, I wake up every morning and there's a curveball. There's a there's a councilman trying to find me for parking on my own street, just off the thing. And it's like, come on, man, like here I am trying to work day to day and you wanna come yeah. and find me for parking next to the road. You know, like I, I'm not even parking on the grass anymore. So like, there's all those curveballs in life, but you yeah, gotta get past them yeah. and you know, you stay positive, I think. Being positive is is really, that can be the hardest thing. And especially in times when people are knocking you down or life's knocking you down, people are always, they, they dwell on that. And the less you dwell on that, the better. Yeah. Because the the positivity will overweigh all the negativity if you let it.
0: Yeah, um, it's not wall in the... Yeah,
1: it's really yeah. easy. I see it through some of my friends when they're doing it at and they dwell on the negativity. They dwell on it. And I'm like, mate, like with everything that's going on in your life, it's really nothing compared to the next guy. Yeah. You know, forget about forget about the crap, forget about the bullshit and move on. The more you hold on to that, the more it weighs over you. And you know, I learned that growing up a lot, you know. I felt like it, that would the more I have dwelled on it, the more it would I'd have, you know, you go through that phase of, you know, alcohol and the wrong the wrong road yeah and it's quite easy to go down that road and you know i feel like it's just people not objectively opening up to the way they actually feel and 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 just moving on but you know every now and then we're gonna we're gonna lose people in our lives that you know that that ref, that reflects the way other people are, are acting to other people you know and I think people need to open up their eyes and see COVID for what it really is, is a chance to reinstate yourself with what you really want because a lot of people can't work. Yes. A lot of people can't, aren't, aren't in understanding of what, what it is that life is really for. And you know, for us Queenslanders, it's been pretty good compared to, you know, you've got Victoria yeah. all shut up in their homes how god knows how long and they can't yeah. get out as we're, we're living the dream <laughs> surfing waves and having a great time yeah. so i think that you know like if you look at us in other countries we've got it really good we've got it really nice and a lot of people want to move here it's such a beautiful place and and that's what i look at
0: yeah
1: i look at what i got instead of looking over the fence
0: yeah it's not worth it that's um something that i learned uh, a few years ago is like yeah, really, There's the practice of gratitude, right? Mm. So, sprinkles on gratitude, wherever you sprinkle it, that's gonna grow. So if you can just wake up and be super grateful for the good things you've got and your attention, like where your attention goes, energy flows. So if you focus on the shit things, you're gonna get more fucking shit things. <laughs> yeah. Where you focus on the positive things, you're gonna get more positive things. So beginning of COVID, I, everyone's like, how are you even coping? Because I was supposed to be in Bali teaching, I was supposed to go to Kuala Lumpur, I was gonna be, Sending, getting sent to Costa Rica and then I was going to be in Amsterdam and I'm supposed to be in the Greek Isles right now and everyone's like oh like and that, that's wow. my whole business get paid to speak and facilitate I pick up my clients that way and I'm like "What the fuck else do I want to do?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> like totally oh like, look at that ball down there oh you
0: be staying away from that ball oh shark heaven be getting, if I was there, I'd be getting <laughs> the hell out of there um oh. but it's like yeah, I've got a super blessed spot, but even some of my friends from around the world, like that, were stuck in shit locations comparatively, mm. were like, Well, actually, I've got the computer. Like, I used to stream my sunrise live every morning because I live at Palmy on the reef. And I started feeling bad about doing it. But then, and I voiced that on one of my things, and a whole bunch of people were like, Please don't stop. Like, yeah. I get up every day to watch your sunrise. Yeah. And they were grateful for the fact that they had internet. Yeah. So they can watch us live well sunrise. Wow. And you're like, oh, perspective, man. Mm. Like, so uh, yeah, if we if we can teach ourselves the habit of going, okay, I'm not going to focus on the negative stuff. I'm going to look at what what is some positive thing. Oh, I've got I've got fingers that move. I've got two eyes that can see.
1: Yeah.
0: Other people don't have that.
1: Yeah.
0: And and then focus on that. And each day you'll find something new. Yeah. To 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 focus on rather than dwell on, and that's it's, it's going to change your totally. mindset. Yeah. For sure. Um, I know we've been talking for a while so we'll, we'll yeah. wrap this up I want you to just give if you can give um, the listeners like three top tips of yours and you can choose whether they're business, surfing, life, mindset what are three three tips from Corey?
1: Okay, <laughs> three tips from me Alright, so I would say that Be
0: sugar free I'm fucking <laughs> all
1: about sugar free Be sugar free, yeah This was actually my brother's shirt <laughs> um, So I feel like uh, most people are dwelling on COVID the wrong way. Um, some people are not, but you know, like a lot of people have lost a lot and some people haven't. Some people it's gone opposite. For me, I felt like COVID, it was a chance for people to um, really see life in a different light and that now they're going, their lifestyle choice is now surfing more. Yeah. So, I've been getting more people and more adults have been coming, which is great. So, I feel like
0: open I up. saw it as a blessing, as an opportunity to redevelop and I, I have clients that lost everything, like mm. lost their whole businesses and they went, do you know what, I was fucking chained to that thing and I hated it and it was killing me mm. and this was actually my permission slip to get rid of it and to do something that I actually doing. Yeah. like doing.
1: like. So opening up your mindset. Yeah. Opening up your mindset to what what's what you believe in or what you might might want to achieve, and that's what that's what that's my number one one. Like if you if you really want to go about your day, wake up in the morning and set yourself, you know, a simple small goal that that gives you a stepping stone to what you want to do, and see how that makes you feel. That That would that would be that would be my first one. My second one would be like, stop looking over the fence. And one, wondering what's my neighbor doing. Yeah. You know, start concentrating on yourself a bit more and understanding what you want as a person. That would be my second one. And then my third one would be as simple as like, um, happiness. You know, we've got, you know, I, the main thing I got tattooed on myself is freedom. We're, f- we're all free over here in Australia. So, create your own happiness.
0: Like, I've got, uh, mine I've got, today I will. And that comes <laughs> back to your, your earlier statement. like, just make that choice of one thing that's gonna make you move forward. And I was going through a shit time, I went through divorce, and I was trying to decide whether, I was in a business that wasn't serving me, I was wearing a fucking pinstripe suit every day, hadn't served for 17 years, and I started to get into that. I've achieved all of this wealth and success and awards, and I'm fucking dying. It's like, you know what, every day, Today I will. Today I will fucking mm. choose happiness. Yeah. Today I will push forward. Today I'll start living the life that I want to live.
1: Yeah, and look yeah. at you now.
0: Yeah, now. I'm fucking... <laughs> I traded. I traded my amazing. I traded my Lotus Elise for a van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like best stoked, best movie I've ever
1: done. I reckon. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> it's so good. Like literally Monday night, I took off down to the WSL because they had the finals on Monday instead. I yep. coached my clients from here, and then I was like, oh, I'm all the way down here, and I wanted to catch up with someone, to have a wine. So I just rang my sister and said, can I park my van in your front yard and sleep tonight? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, got any wine glasses? I didn't pack or anything. And she's like, yeah, I'll leave them in the garage. Don't wait your kids up. So I just went down to the WSL, slept in the van, pulled out my camera, went back to work. So you
1: made any cool characters at the WSL?
0: I, I literally, as soon as I pulled up, I had six hours of back-to-back calls. Oh, wow. So I bumped into a friend that used to film for the WSL one of the guys that was had just come out of the semis, I didn't even get to see him because I was here <laughs> talking and I could hear them here. And I'm like, nah, I didn't get to meet shit. But because of the van, they let me drive into the comp area, park it right in a prime spot. Like, I just wanted to be down there to get some publicity for the podcast. Yeah. And they literally just plonked me right behind the um, judges' tents and everyone's come past taking uh what?
1: where did it come from? Where did, where did all of a sudden, like, I've got to be down in the world. World event for yeah. on the go. Coast it's
0: Well, I did it. Like I've been talking about, it. the van wasn't, hasn't been finished, and I kind of got it, and mm. I wasn't supposed to have it this week, and I was supposed to be back getting finished. So I hadn't really been looking at the events or where I could try and get publicity. But then my sister rang and she was like, "I just drove past the WSL. Like you really should have the van there." And I was like, one of those inspired moments of, "What am I going to do?" So I rang my next client. And said, "Can I just bump you half an hour?" Mm. And he's a surfer as well, and he's. I'm like, I was going to go to the WSL. He's like, I'm streaming it live. He's like, Yeah, fuck yeah, get down there. <laughs> and I was just like, You know, that's one of those things. Where you go, Do I do it or what's the gut say? Yeah. And I literally had two guys come up and say, What do you do? What, what's going on? And they're like, I used to have a business, and I'm starting a new business, and I want to get into coaching. I need a coach. And I'm like, mm. Do you know what I mean like two clients could come out of that? Yeah,
1: totally. And it's just
0: that reaction rather than going, Oh, it's a bit hard, or What am I going to do? I'm not going to be able to get a park, and yeah. I did the old dodgy, like pulled up to where the uh, barricade was and stopped the car, got out, pretended I was getting something out of the car, waiting for the security to come tell me I couldn't park in this sketchy spot. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, just like I need to get something out of the van. I've got to set up. And he's like, you with the, with the tour? And I'm like, well, what if I said yes? And yeah, <laughs> they just let me in. So.
1: Yeah, well, all the best things come from random activities. Yeah. So, yeah, I could definitely but understand that completely.
0: You just got to push the envelope. So that story is like, if you don't ask, you don't get. If you're not willing, like, dude, I mean, I could have been scared and not asked. Like, yeah, you
1: could have said no. Yeah, or you yeah. could have gone, oh,
0: nah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or not. Like, I knew what I was doing deliberately. Like, I was up there edging. Yeah. Right. And I think there's so many opportunities in life where we get let the fear get the better of us, or what are they going to think? Or yeah, like, are oh, they just that mindset? Are oh, they just going to say no? Yeah. Well, so what if he so what if he said no? Yeah. Like, what what did I have to lose? But we don't ask the question. You going into the shops with your hats?
1: Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, I had a nose. No. I had nose, but the nose. I got five yeses. do so yeah. You think I, I think I worried about the nose anymore? No, yeah. not anymore. You know, and I think well, that came from my sales as well. I did sales for a long time, and I used to sell Kirby vacuum cleaners and water purification in Burley. Yeah. And you know, I had. 20 no's before I had, you know, 30 yeses, but it was how I spoke to people and how I approached them and how I talked to them. I wasn't always trying to sell them something. I just walked to them and asked them some questions, be friendly and, and be genuine. And that's where that's where a lot of that's where a lot of your sales and a lot of your business would come from when people just openly want to come up and, and, and learn a little bit about what you're what you're willing to offer. Yeah. You know, you, you scrape back the sales part. And you give them a little bit, of something to walk away with, and then you know, sometimes you get those phone calls up, and like, oh, are you free? You're like, you know what, I am. <laughs> yeah. Know? And and that's the that's where I like to you know sit on the phone with anyone who wants to chat to me, and ask them, you know, where you are, what what do you like about your surfing, what do you want to get better at, you know, I don't I don't ask for anything else other than that. You know, and I get to know the person, the individual. And I ask for the same thing, you know, like when people want to book with me, I, I, I don't want to do a group lesson straight up. Yeah. I want to learn one-on-one who you are, what you want, what you, where you're at, and understand the individual before I start telling you what you should be fixing and what you, should, what you need to develop in. And that's, I think, you know, what I feel like what has really expanded me as a coach, yeah. has really helped me. Um, to move forward and, and you know and see what I'm offering, I can you know is a really really good thing, and so I just sit back now and 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 work on each individual and bring them in as a group. So I don't just have say you're you know where you're at as a surfer. You might be learner intermediate. I'm not going to put you with a I? so <laughs> I'm going
0: to I want to I want
1: to work with anyone who wants to come and see me, and I'm not going to give them a hard time. But, you know, I, I'm also going to help them with what they what they want to achieve. And that's what a coach does. Awesome.
0: You know? I'm sold. I'm coming along. <laughs> okay. So tell, look down the barrel of the camera and tell everyone. Yeah, I've been, gonna, I've been hire, looking I'm at you and, you and him. not looking know, at the, are, everybody right. else. But right, right. <laughs> now, we're going to show your face. Look, we can get some light on you. There we go. Look at the light. Technology, guys. Yeah. No, right. Tell them where we can find you. So, well, there we go. Um, so you can find me
1: at Um, You'll see on the page there that um, all... All my activities are on there. So um, you can also look at Little Frother's Instagram. So all the things that we get up to is on there as well. You'll see the skate ramp, you'll see uh, skateboards, you'll see how I teach, Um, you'll see some pop-ups there. You'll see some how to wax your board, you know, those sorts of things. So, you know, like I like to just try and make cool little videos. I'm not out there to, to, to be the next pro coach. I'm just trying out there to, you know, put myself out there as a person, trying to offer people uh, a rite of passage to surfing, you know, and, and give, let people have some fun out there and try and get the barrel into their life like I did. So that's what's that's, important. My
0: goal this year is to get proper barrels like full cover, not even sticking out and mm. spat. That's, that's what I will learn. That's what it... That's gonna be your job, teach me how to get there.
1: Yeah, well, for sure, let's do it, I'm keen.
0: Sweet, thank you so much. No
1: worries, thank you. It was
0: awesome, <laughs> I'm stoked. Hey guys, this is another wrap for the Barrels and Business podcast. As always, if you've enjoyed the show at all, you think anyone else could benefit from hearing this stuff, please just share it out there and we'll see you next time. Hey there barrel chasing business owners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. What would be amazing and allow us to reach as many business owners just like you would be if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you feel like you got any entertainment or any value added today, if you could pop on over, that would mean the world to us. See you on the next show.